Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Fella, let's bring in Carrington Harrison into this conversation. Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City. Yeah, we'll get to Patrick Mahomes and we'll get to T-Sizzle and we'll get to the playing through the blizzard. But Carrington, you got to weigh in on the Christmas card conversation. What is your strategy Short but sweet. Do you even have a Christmas card? A lot of people think we don't have to do it anymore because of Facebook and Instagram. I'm single with no kids. Of course I don't have a Christmas card. This is something you do when you're white and you have at least five people in your family. This is this isn't <laughs> something black people do. I've never seen a Christmas card. I've never been a part of a Christmas card. My parents have never asked me to take a Christmas card picture. I've never received one before. I don't know anything about this. I didn't know people that really did this. That is amazing. You just blew my mind. That, that is amazing, Gary. So, Gary, how old are you? I'm 31. And, Ross, you're out here. You're going to Trolls and Frozen 3, and you're taking pictures in costumes. I don't come, – come on now. You know I've never done this before. Dave, all you right, know I've right. never done this. All right, so you're 31 and single. All right. Do you – so your whole life growing up, you guys never got any Christmas cards. No, I've never received a Christmas card. Not like a family, like a family portrait Christmas card. Have I ever got like a gift and then someone puts a card attached with it? Yes, but I've never in the mail opened it and then seen a picture of someone's family and their dog by the Christmas tree that said Happy Holidays. I've never received. But a you, Christmas but you know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen it in movies and I, I understand that they exist. I've just, I've never been a part of it before. And, and you think that that boils down exactly into racial lines? This might be this might be one of those two America things. This this has a lot of strong two America's possibilities. This might be the sweet potato pie, pumpkin pie debate of Christmas. Do you, does your family participate in Christmas cards? That is so interesting. I, I I didn't know that. I'm trying to think of the cards that we we've received so far. There's definitely some racial diversity. I don't know if there's any any African Americans. I'm trying to think. Or I, I mean, I, it, it, or it is possible that this is just a rich people thing. Like Ross, it sounds to me like I mean, anybody <laughs> that can spend nine days in Hawaii, this might not be a white black thing. This might be a rich poor thing. Like you just uh, you just appear to be in a different tax bracket than everyone else I know. So maybe that's what it is. You get the Christmas card, and then you can show us that. You balled all 2019. You know, you balled. You had you had a fantastic year, so you have a Christmas card. Well, Dave and I were just talking. <laughs> uh, we actually, it, it, we we actually detest the cards that seem to be about showing you what they did. Like, guarantee if someone goes to France, that their Christmas cards in front of the damn Eiffel Tower. Guarantee <laughs> that's the case. Because they want you to know that we balled out to the fact that we can take, we're better than you, 
We take our kids to fancier places than you. In fact, we flew the whole family over to France and the Eiffel Tower. There's no question. I mean, for the first 10 years of my life, going to St. Louis was a treat. Like once a year, my mom, she would take me to Six Flags St. Louis. So going to France as a child is just so such a foreign concept to me that I, I don't have any frame of reference. <laughs> so, so you know what's funny? This is, this is the God's honest truth, Carrington. Last night, we finally got a Christmas tree. I put it up and help with the lights and help with the ribbons that have to go all around. And then my wife and daughters put all the ornaments up and I sit there and I have two double IPAs and I flip through the Christmas cards and they tell me what each ornament is and where it's from, right? So we have ornaments from London and from Hawaii. And our daughters have gone to both of those places with us in the last year and a half. Now, in full disclosure, I never went to either one of those places until I was married. You know what I mean? Like, I was married. We went to Hawaii for our honeymoon. And after I was playing for the Patriots, we're like, you know what? Let's go to Europe because... We'll never have two weeks where we can, don't have jobs and we can just go to Europe, so let's do it. So, But a couple, last year, I did, a, I did a game in London. So I thought, my flight's paid for, the hotel room's paid for. When else are we going to have a chance to do it? So we brought the girls over. And then a couple weeks ago, same thing. My flight was paid for in Hawaii. The hotel room was paid for in Hawaii. We're never going to go back. Like We're never going to make a special trip to go to London or Hawaii. So bring them on over. Let's do it. I think that's legit. That's not like a rich guy thing. No, that actually, I, I know a lot of people that do that with work events. So that actually makes a lot of sense. I'm curious if you're a real tree or fake tree person, because it seems to me, especially with where you live in the country, that you probably went outside and then you, you then chopped some tree down and now your house smells like an air freshener and you have pine needles everywhere in your place. I am a real tree guy, although last night in the wintry mix freezing rain, when we went to pick up a tree nine days before Christmas, eight before, it was slim pickings. It was dark, <laughs> and my wife was trying to sell our daughters on a fake tree next year. I went behind my wife and was going like this to the girls. No, don't do it, because I believe... When you buy a Christmas, a fake Christmas tree, that China wins. I believe America <laughs> loses and China wins when you get a fake Christmas tree. Let me ask this character while we're on the topic. And these are the important topics. What else is there that white people do for Christmas that African Americans don't like? You guys have a Christmas tree and ornaments and the whole deal, right? Like, is there anything else that you're aware of that white people do that you guys don't? No, there's not anything that I can think of off the top of my head. It's much different than Thanksgiving. Like I said, like we talked about this during Thanksgiving, green bean casserole. I've never had before. I've never seen before. I've never been to anyone's home in which they exist. I assume that the music is just very different too. Like Donnie Hathaway this Christmas, that's like our sweet Caroline during Christmas time. It's just an amazing song. 
So I think there's like certain songs that are maybe different that are cultural, but I don't know if there's too many like we do this, you guys do that. Got it. Do you have a all tree right. and, and no no tree there at all? Young single no, guy? No, I, I, I do not have a tree. We were team fake tree. Like my mom, it was it was just, I, I actually liked it. It was, we had a we had a routine every Black Friday. She went down in the basement. We went to Kmart and bought a tree. So I had seen the tree. We take the tree out. We wrap it in, you know, the ornaments and stuff. And then I was very big that after the first of the year, it's time to put the tree up. Like I, I, I'm, I like Christmas. I don't love Christmas. I feel like as I've gotten older, we now start Christmas October 1st. I don't need all of that. I'm, I'm, I'm Christmas is from Black Friday until July 1. That's Christmas time. There's no other time of the year that it's Christmas. I don't January want to watch it. one. January one. You said July. January, I'm January one. January one. My bad. January so one. I, 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 I don't understand. Did your mom buy a new fake tree at Walmart every year on Black Friday? Why don't you use the same no. fake tree? No, we, we we got the same fake tree. She would so it would just it would go down in the basement, and then on Black Friday the tree would just appear. It would just magically appear, and we used the same tree my entire childhood. Okay, so then the next question there is, how has this defense for the Chiefs magically appeared? Like, they sucked earlier in the year, and now they're awesome. How did that happen? I think it's because, well, I think it's two things. I think their defense is better. I think early in the season, they had so many new parts. They had so many moving parts that now they've just improved defensively. They've gelled. And I think that everyone knows their responsibility. And I think the communication, everyone knowing their roles is a pretty vital part of playing defense. I also think that at this point in the season, we have a pretty strong indication of what teams struggle with and what teams will have success with. I don't think they've played a smash mouth running team the last couple of weeks. So I think that's probably their biggest weakness. Like, the last team they played that I thought could really challenge them defensively was Tennessee, and they struggled against that team. New England's not a struggle defensively. Los Angeles isn't a struggle. Oakland or Denver. To me, Chicago isn't going to be much of a challenge this week. That's not really an offense that gives the Chiefs problems, and they play the Chargers to end the season. So I think some of it is the schedule has just lightened up the second half of the season, and then some of it is this defense is just truly better than they were earlier in the year, too. All right, so then the next question in my mind relates to the the offense. Actually, I'll take that back. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it back. Let's stay with the defense and Terrell Suggs, and them claiming him on waivers yesterday. It sounds like he's gonna report Carrington. How much of this do you think was blocking the Ravens, and how much of this is, you know, heck, Okafor got hurt. Like we need him. This is perfect timing, actually. I think it's all of those things. I would say probably one, it's the injuries to their defensive line. Alex Okafor, he tore his pectoral muscle on Sunday. Emmanuel Agba, who was a nice pass rusher for them, he tore his pectoral muscle probably like four or five weeks ago. I think it's just veteran leadership. I mean, Terrell Suggs has been in the league since 2003. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's lost a Super Bowl before. Like, there's not many scenarios in the NFL that Terrell Suggs just hasn't been a part of. And if you think back to the teams that claim Terrell Suggs, so I made a list on my show last week of the five teams that I think can make the Super Bowl. 
four of those teams claimed Terrell Suggs and the Ravens only didn't claim him because they were last in the waiver claim. So it doesn't matter if they claim him or not. If he gets to them in the waiver claim, they could just negotiate a contract outright with them anyway. So every team that legitimately has a chance to win a Super Bowl claimed Terrell Suggs. This was a no-brainer type move. Five and a half sacks this season, four forced fumbles, fully healthy, played in every game so far this season. There was no reason if you have a legitimate chance to not put a waiver claim in on Terrell Suggs. Isn't it kind of weird, Carrington, that like the four teams that did it are four of the five or six best teams in the NFL? Like what's up with the seventh, eighth, and ninth best teams? Like it's just bizarre to me that four of like the five best teams, and the Ravens obviously won them too, they all put claims in. But the teams like trying to get in the playoffs or the teams that are a little bit, they didn't? I thought that was weird. Maybe they just didn't think he would report. I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's it. But a team like Green Bay, I'm surprised that Green Bay didn't put a claim in. Minnesota, I'm surprised that Minnesota didn't put a claim in. I just, I don't understand given... He's an available pass rusher. You don't have to give up a draft pick for him. It was $350,000. I just don't know why you wouldn't put a claim. I mean, at this point, Terrell Suggs, if you claim him, he has two options. Play for you or don't play at all. Like, why not take the shot? Worst case scenario is he doesn't play. Best case scenario is he does what he's going to do for the Chiefs and report and show up. I just don't know why any team that had a legitimate chance of making the playoffs should have put a claim in on Terrell Suggs. I'm with you. A few minutes. Carrington, let me just give you a little behind the scenes in my day. When I started this program, all my notes were soaking wet. And as my was as was my computer, there was a leak in my attic ceiling down upon my desk to start my day. Just now I had to leave for a couple minutes because my dog threw up on my foot. So this has been one hell of a Tuesday, and it's only 10 a.m. Eastern time. It is. It has been one hell of a day, my friend. I don't know what the Lord is trying to tell me. I don't know what to do with it, but let's get back <laughs> to football. Uh, so Drew Brees breaks the record uh, last night, and I, I, I savored it for a while, and then I thought, how long before that record is broken Patrick Mahomes, he's like the obvious choice, well ahead of the pace early in his career, second season as a starting quarterback. Do you project this is the guy that breaks that Drew Brees passing touchdown record in year 14-15? Foregone conclusion to me. Oddly enough, this has a little bit to do with what you're saying that I answered the question. Uh, the two most controversial opinions I've had this season on the show have been Drew Brees is a Sean Payton creation and Larry Fitzgerald will not be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I said that yesterday on the show and you would have thought that I said Tom Brady wouldn't be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I had no clue that the people that I host the show with and the listeners in Kansas City had so much strong feelings towards Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, to answer your question regarding Patrick Mahomes, if he stays healthy, he will 100% break this record. He will have the most touchdown passes in the history of the NFL if he does not get hurt. We um, we asked this question earlier in the season. If you set the over-under on Mahomes MVPs at two and a half, what would you take? The majority of people said they would take the over, especially given that he already has one, the list of people with more than three are Jim Brown, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. It's just the elite of the elite. Just given his skill set, his age, what he's accomplished so far in his career, 
I think Patrick Mahomes can be one of the 10 best quarterbacks to ever play the game. So is it fair to say then uh, right now that is this team, Carrington, kind of where you thought they'd be at this point? It's been a roller coaster. It's been up. It's been down. But now a couple weeks left the regular season, heading to the postseason, they might not get that number one or number two seed, which makes it more difficult. But are you feeling as good, as confident about the Chiefs' Super Bowl hopes as you were before the season? Now that I've seen the season play out, I would say defensively they're probably a little bit better than I thought they would be at this point in the season. I would say offensively they run the ball far worse than I thought they would be this season. I was first team. Andy Reid can turn anybody into a running back. Dave, Ross, me. As long as I was on the team, I could run for 1,000 yards. That's not the case. I mean, their leading rusher this year has 580 yards on the season. So I would say those two things. I'm with you. As a team, record-wise, they're about what I thought they were going to be. Their makeup is just probably a little bit different than I had anticipated. All right, so we were talking earlier in the program about the Breeze record. I, I said that I do believe Patrick Mahomes will break that record. We also discussed what sports record could be baseball, football, basketball, could be uh, track and field for that matter. What record in all of sports do you value the most? When you think of a record that means the most to you in all of sports, one that you would want, what is it? I think the answer is Joe DiMaggio's hitting streak because I don't think that's obtainable today. Just with the with the difference in pitching, how hard guys throw with relievers, I just don't know if you can ever get a hit in that many consecutive games. I would say two, it's probably Wilt Chamberlain's 100 points. Just the iconic picture of him holding <laughs> up the 100 and the fact that we don't have a sports center like highlight package of it. Like think of how many times you've seen Kobe score 81 points. If you scored 101 points in an NBA game, we would see that from till now until the time the world ends. So I would say DiMaggio's hitting streak would be one. Scoring 101 points in an NBA game would be two. Yeah, Carrington, I picked Wilt Chamberlain's record, but it was a different record, my friend. And the number was the number was 20,000. That is the record that I would like to beat and I would like to have. So uh, you picked the wrong Wilt record, Carrington. I figured that this was a family show, so I was trying to pick the right <laughs> record. Carrington, thanks, man. We appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate you having me on, Dave. I just want to say that you are living real life meet the parents today. <laughs> oh, God, man. I can't believe it. Thanks, bro. Hi, everyone. This is Dave Briggs. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.